This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Everybody, my name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is episode fifty-one of Blue Man Group, the podcast. Uh, I'm here, joined by my co-host Devin Welsh and John Bedren. Say hello. Hey, it's, hey, it's so good to be here. Yes, uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, what episode did you say we were on? Fifty-one, baby. Jesus Christ. I know. Uh, Jesus Christ was 51 years old when he died. He was an, becoming an older man, and uh, people don't it, talk it, about old Jesus much. No, they don't. It's yeah. like uh, Fat Elvis, old Jesus, similar thing. Were they related? That's pretend, potentially something we could uh, look into, but I'd rather not. Um, all right. Well, that sounds good. Everybody's looking good. Everybody's looking fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Abby Fiscus, co-host, is in the field again. We're, we have a special report coming from Abby later on in the show. Stick around for that. But first, let's get into this, this week, week in, in history. history. And 1998. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery with a crew of six astronaut heroes and one American legend. Ohio U.S. Senator John Glenn, the first American to orbit the Earth, roars back into space aboard shuttle Discovery at the age of 77. Mm. A day in history, October 29th, Tim McGuire, the Associated Press. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Oh, Tim is that? also hey. one of our colleagues. Yeah, Tim's um, been Tim. Tim's good guy. Uh, John yeah, Glenn so, goes back into space, nineteen ninety eight. Did he forget for, something? Or yeah, exactly. What is he? Did he for, did he look for something that he left there yeah, last time? Did he forget his wallet? Perhaps. Like, yeah. why do you want to go back? Yeah, what's what's up there, buddy? Yeah, we, you, you you missing something? Did uh, he stash some porno mags up there? Yeah, I mean, the concept of space is that there's nothing up there, right? I mean, there's literally nothing. Space garbage. I've heard. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's all kinds of planets and stars and things like that. But in between, um, mm-hmm. notoriously uh, very uh, sparse. Very thin uh, on, on very, content yeah. out there in very space. Very minimalist. But, yeah, we <clears> saw <throat> a little video here. And the the rocket is clearly phallus-shaped. Um, mm-hmm. Would you agree? I it looks, definitely The agree. rocket looks... I, yeah, like, the first thing that crossed my mind. I've yeah. Sex you toy, it. <laughs> um, you know, a giant dildo or something like that. Mm, and I wonder yes. what compels a person to ride a giant dildo, a giant phallus. Well, to be not fair. once, not once, you know, <laughs> to no, know. cross it off one's bucket list or whatever. But, right. But twice to say, I want one more ride on the giant phallus. What, what is that? Yeah. I heard that John Glenn, he didn't have a bucket list. He had a fuck it list. And <laughs> that was uh, the last thing that he had to cross off. With the thing before that was uh, become a senator, U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. Not, not too easy to do. But then he uh, did that. And then he realized, he's like, do you want? I didn't even put uh, go to space on here the first time. And so uh, right. he couldn't have he crossed just... it out because he started <laughs> the fuck it list after he had already gone to space. Exactly. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, I got to do, you know, I've been to space. I got to, like, readjust my life. And somebody's like, have you thought about a bucket list? And he's like, he, he, he's he got a, he's old, he's an older man. Was an older man, so he misheard it, I think. I think that's what happened. Bucket list, yeah. He was thinking, bucket. that's the list that we, when we were up in space, we would sign up on to use the bucket. The bucket. Uh, that we where they collected the feces. defecate in. Yeah. yeah. So to him, then, it took on a whole new meaning. Yeah, and then they had to also draw straws to pick who had to carry the bucket to the airlock and hurl it out into space. Funny, they had to use a lot of straws. And John Glenn actually, weirdly enough, because the odds don't really make any sense, but he always got the short straw. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. He was going back out there in revenge. Yeah, that's right. This is also, uh, so 1998, 
obviously NASA wasn't around for that much longer. I would say about ten years more, maybe. Or it could well, be, yeah, could because be. they kept blowing their fucking budget on sending these old geezers up into space, and people are exactly. like, "What are we doing, folks, with this yeah. million billion dollar budget?" <laughs> so I had a I had a, a 1998 uh, NASA budget here, and I'm looking at all the line <laughs> items, all the line items. The Metamucil budget for this because of John Glenn was yeah. uh, extraordinary. And, well, and, you know, I don't have to tell you guys about <laughs> government waste. You'd think you would take advantage of the fact that you're older and maybe it's harder to go as often. If you're going into space, maybe it's more convenient to not take your Metamucil. But Glenn yeah, is exactly. obsessed with being regular. Yes. Yeah. Can't you be a little constipated for a couple of days while you're, you know, you're rotating around the Earth? When yeah. I was an astronaut, when I was your age, we all had to share the same bucket. Yeah. Now that we all have different buckets, there's no sense in me not taking my Metamucil. That's uh, John Glenn, the senator from Ohio. The shitting and, senator from NASA. Yep, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, many, many astronauts from uh, oh, the state of Ohio. It seems to be a uh, airworthy state. We've got the Wright brothers from there. The, mm-hmm. or, as men, yeah. I've called them the Wright lovers on this show, and because that is true, they were lovers. Uh, and the, uh, w- what's the guy's name? The first man on the moon. Neil um, Armstrong. Buzz. Neil, Neil fucking Buzz Armstrong. Spike. <laughs> Skipper. Spike yeah. and Buzz Aldrin and Sneil Armstrong. <laughs> they uh, also, well, Buzz, I don't know where the hell he's from. He's from outer space is what we'll say. Uh, but, but Neil Armstrong is also from Ohio. Yeah. Ohio is a great place to... Uh, fantasize about escaping from exactly. yeah to fantasize about flying away forever yeah yep you know you know that it's uh almost a year of episodes when we start recycling some of our old jokes those um, aren't old jokes ladies and gentlemen those are new riffs on old subjects on familiar that's, subjects that's yeah. correct that is correct uh so it's John, like a jazz standard like our jazz standards for this podcast are like edison uh, outer john, space john glenn in ohio yeah yeah all that shit. Space, um, uh, mm-hmm. beer, right lovers, stock market uh, crash. Basically beer, everything yeah. important. Yeah, yes. exactly. So John Glenn. Um, Thank you for your he service. Re- he returned and then probably passed away because I don't think he's around anymore. Thank you so much for your service. Unsure mm-hmm. of why you're up there at such an old age. but yeah. uh, Congrats on um, reclaiming your Confederate coins that you kept stashed away up there in, in the Kuiper belt. <laughs> Glad you got yeah. this back. <laughs> that's that's why he was up there. No, John John Bedrin knew, but uh, John Glenn kept that a secret. So John, thanks very much, mm-hmm. John John uh, all Johns. If your name's John and you're listening, thank you. That's Think this about. is a segment for the Johns. That was this week in history. So what do we have next now that we've covered the history we've gotten the past taken care of for now? Yep. So the past has been taken care of. <laughs> um, <laughs> lock that up. Yeah. We need and to think about the past for the rest of the episode. <laughs> we've got some news here. We've got some, a lot of headlines. Devin, it looks like you have a headline for us regarding That's cigarettes. right. That's right. I have a, a headline that has nothing to do with the past, that has everything to do with the present, this very moment, the cigarette in your hand as you bring it to your mouth and take a deep drag. That's what I'm mm. talking about. Nice. The story is FTC data. Okay, we love data. Mm-hmm. Annual cigarette sales increased for first time in 20 years. It's the year wow. of the cigarette, baby. So, now, this is... I did not see coming because... I see so many of the the vaporizers out on the streets that I I wouldn't think that cigarettes are uh, back in vogue. Absolutely not. I mean, uh, it it flies in the face of all good good common sense, but um, it's very true. The number of annual cigarette sales increased in 2020 for the first time in two decades, according to data from the Federal Trade Commission, to refresh you on the headline. The number of cigarettes uh, increased... Uh, as I said a couple of times, um, from 202.9 billion in 2019. So well, that's a lot of cigarettes. I would smoke. hate to have to count all those. Yeah, or have to smoke <laughs> all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, get caught not counting them all, like yeah, accurately, and so then your boss makes you smoke them all as punishment. 
Um, but uh, but but hold hold the phone because in 2020 that's 203.7 billion, uh, oh, which is an increase. A full billion more. Yeah, wow. full billion more cigarettes have uh, hit your lungs this past year, according to the most recent FTC cigarette report, which we Holy follow shit. very closely. Yeah. Um, smokeless tobacco, which includes chewing tobacco, sales increased from 126 million pounds in 2019 to 126.9 million pounds. One so, guy, too, by the way. Yeah, one, point nine, one guy changed that. 0.9 million pounds. Um, not not the hugest increase, I have to say. Um, yeah. n- maybe not worth writing uh, no. an article about. The amount no. spent on cigarette advertising and promotion also increased in an unrelated uh, story with 6.72 billion spent in 2019 compared to 7.84 billion in 2020. Wow, I thought they were in a, I wonder I never where do you see cigarette ads? I guess like the only place I see them I guess is outside of a store that sells cigarettes. There'll be like a poster that says cigarette brand fresh 599 or something. And then it wow. says like smoking kills or something. But yeah. I'm thinking we are a global podcast. We cover global events and I'm thinking that this is in fact a global issue. Mm-hmm. Something maybe not occurring right under our noses but uh mm-hmm. In new markets around the world, in in places that haven't been as heavily soaked by uh, right. cigarettes yet, is that sort of like yeah maybe like chimpanzee cigarette sales are up like over mm. in like Indonesia or something? Right, that could be yeah. There could be uh, advertisement uh, increase um, could be posters in zoo cages and <laughs> yep. enclosures for animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, didn't we cover a story about Philip Morris? Um, shaking up their business model by investing in inhalers. We did. We did yeah. a couple weeks ago. So maybe so, that has something to do with this. Maybe they're... That was like, that was like six months ago, but okay. They were anticipating yeah. a bigger surge, and so they're like, we should probably invest in uh, smoking-related illness uh, remedies. Yeah, absolutely. The FTC has issued this report. So this isn't a new report, okay, if you're wondering... Since 1967, they've been keeping track of these things. Ah, the cigarette uh, report. Yeah, yeah. So That must have been a good year, the first year they started it. Yeah, they're like, you're going to love this. Fellas, the numbers are great. We should start (laughs) actually keeping track because we're doing really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we want to keep track of these gains. And then at a certain (laughs) point, uh, the tables turned and, uh, you know, cigarettes became kind of a a divisive issue in, in our society. Yeah. And uh, over time, the amount of smokers decreased, but... Um, there are, there's always a new generation coming up and, um, yeah, that's right. And you know, it just proves that, um, fads come and go such as e-cigarettes and vape pens, but smoking is forever. And, uh, it's one of those timeless activities that will always, you know, find itself in the culture. In fact, one of our hosts is smoking right now. Yeah. Smoking is cool as hell. There's nothing cooler than smoking a cigarette. Don't forget that uh, if you are feeling out of place or uh, uncomfortable or uh, anxious or anything, yeah, just throw a fucking cigarette in your mouth. You're the coolest person in the room. Yeah. In fact, that's how I met Devin was smoking a cigarette, <laughs> actually. <laughs> that's absolutely true. But in any case, cigarette sales are going up, which is great news for uh, the the tobacco industry. And, um, you know, for other reasons, maybe people are a little upset about it. But uh, what can we do about that? If you're ever worried about um, starting smoking, maybe you thought that like the social stigma was going to keep you from from engaging in one of America's best pastimes. Uh, It clearly clearly it's on the rise. So if you want to be popular, spark up spark up right now and this is a, a great opportunity to let Phil people Morris, know um that i am starting a cigarette brand i thought that this was a good time <laughs> to do it uh it's going to be kind of like a craft uh low you know like a handmade uh what do you call that small batch cigarettes artisanal artisanal cigarettes yeah there'll be uh two in a pack uh they're gonna cost 26 dollars, <laughs> and they're gonna be big I, as hell <laughs> I hand roll them myself, uh, American tobacco from Virginia. And uh, yeah, just keep your eyes up for that. Keep your lungs ready because I am more than happy to be have my product inside of your lungs. And maybe I'll see you in a hospital someday. (laughs) 
So right. anyway, moving along. Uh, thank you very much, Devin. That is uh, that is beautiful report we have there. Devin's been. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, we have we do have to say that Devin is a consultant for the FTC and played a quite heavy role in the cigarette report. He actually supplied the pens and paper that it was written on. So thank you, yes. Devin. Great for job, your, Dev. For your service on that. Now, John. Yeah. Father John over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting a bit misty-eyed. Um, All right. <laughs> could you <laughs> could you uh, take us down to Magic Mountain? Magic Mountain, or something? Or Memory uh, Lane, perhaps? Flags. No, we've already covered history. Uh, this is a little historical, but it's not going to be. We're not going too deep into the into the past. Uh, headline from the New York Post, um, a sister uh, site of our own. Man spent $150 eating every meal at Six Flags since 2014 to pay off student debt. Now, wait a second. What, what, what are I'm you waiting. Mean? Now, talk <laughs> yeah. about a meal ticket. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough time. So he spent $150 so uh, eating per every Per year, meal? every oh. year since 2014. Uh, but that $150 supplied him with his entire nutritional uh, budget for the year that he spent it in. So, hungry for financial flexibility, a California man named Dylan shelled out a measly $150 a year to eat every meal at Six Flags Magic Mountain in order to save thousands, pay off his student debt, get married, and purchase a house in Los Angeles. Wow. So, this is one of Quite the smartest... inspiring stuff. One of the smartest shoppers we've ever come across uh, yeah. in doing this show. Real, and A um, real penny pincher. Yeah, these Truly. are the people that we need to be learning from if we want to kind of uh, make make the buck stretch as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, uh, Six Flags does not offer you a $150 uh, meal year subscription service, but, quote from Dylan, you can pay around $150 for unlimited year-round access to Six Flags, which okay. includes parking and two meals a day, What Dylan explained to Mel Magazine. If you time it right, you could eat both lunch and dinner there every day. <laughs> if you so this is a guy right. who's hacked the system. Yeah. This is a life hack situation. Mm-hmm. The theme park offers guests a premium season dining pass, which allows visitors to enjoy lunch and dinner, as well as a snack and unlimited drinks during every visit on any regular operating day. Uh, the deal, which doesn't include alcoholic beverages, list- is listed on the site currently at $109. So it's even gone down. So it's even yeah. more of a, it's even more of a deal now. It's a, it's a deal now. They have some photos here on uh, New York Post's website. I encourage you to take a look. Um, what I'm seeing here is uh, uh, two tacos, uh, some sort of poblano pepper next mm-hmm. to it, uh, served on a on a beautiful uh, uh, little tray. Um, yeah, yeah. You will have to eat all of your meals out of those creepy plastic trays. But yep. the upside is. That entire first year, I don't think I ever went to the grocery store, he said. I timed it so I was able to go there during my lunch break, go back to work, then stop back for dinner on my way home. (laughs) So what I'm wondering is, what is his proximity to this Six Flags location? I was thinking the same thing. I looked it up. So he drives uh, about an hour and a half to work in California traffic Okay. uh, to work from his home, and then... Uh, Magic Mountain is about another hour out of his way. Oh my God! <laughs> he okay. drives back to work, and then he goes. He drives back home from work. No, I have no idea what is. It's not. There's no way it's convenient. It's impossible to conceive of this <laughs> as being in any way convenient. So he is making sacrifices. You know these these lunches aren't free. Um, no, but uh, he's paying 150 a year. That's true. It's and about as also, close to a free lunch as you get. But he's paying in his time. And absolutely. He's also, money. He's, he's also potentially paying in his uh, uh, health and fortitude, mm. nutritional fortitude. Mm-hmm. The first year, yeah. the ahead. menu was kind of lame. All you could get was a burger and fries or a pizza and breadsticks oh. or this pathetic sandwich and a refillable soda cup, lame. he said. It wasn't healthy at all, which was rough. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. The premium dining pass also included typical funfair snack treats like ice cream, funnel cakes, and cookies. That's where it got dangerous, Dylan admitted. Separate from the meal, you could get Dippin' Dots, Sundays, churros, pretzels, all that type of stuff. That's when I started gaining weight. Uh-oh. Interesting. Yeah. So I wonder how much weight he gained, because this is kind of like a supersize me type of experiment. It <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he sued Six Flags, saying that you intend, if you eat every meal, 
uh, here yeah. at Six Flags, you would gain, you would become obese. And this is what Six Flags as a corporation expects its customers to do: eat every meal at Six Flags every day of the year that they operate on. But there's a, there's a, a, a hopeful turn of events here. Uh, yes, uh, much to Dylan's digestive delight, Six Flags began introducing healthier delicacies to its menu because they were they, worried about the guy. They were like, they saw <laughs> this guy progressively getting like less healthy every day. Yeah, and they're like, okay, the sh- head chef was like, we got to, you know, we got to put a salad on the board or something. The uh, head chef of Six Flags, well known <laughs> by the way, yeah, his big giant white. What are those called? Those big white hats? Uh, it's called a chef hat. He's like a French trained like cuisine, you know. Uh, he studied at Le Cordon Bleu. Uh, still a lot of bad food, but it's theme park food, so you can't expect too much from them. But you do find options that aren't terrible now. Stuff like tri- tri-tip sandwiches and vegan options like black bean burgers and meatless meatball subs, which begs the question, what is in the meatless meatball sub? <laughs> That's true. And yeah, it, those those don't know. sound like the best options, but a little better than what he was yeah. originally dealing with. And the other offside or upside to uh, eating in Six Flags is that there's sort of a requirement, uh, an exercise requirement for every meal. Uh, Dylan had to take the 5,000-step trip from the Six Flags parking lot to its Hurricane Harbor Water Park division in order to grab carne asada or chipotle chicken salad. <laughs> that actually, that that seems like a lot of steps, actually, I think. 5,000, yeah. I think that's like way, that it's like miles, isn't it? Well, I wonder if that's a round trip or a one-way. I think it's a one-way. Yeah, and he so has to cross through the parking lot, which you have to know is huge. It's a California Six Flags. So it's like yeah. a big, long stretch of pavement. That's, That's about not a short miles trip. Yeah, yeah, not a short trip. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh. Two, two miles, two kilometers. That is a 3.2-kilometer uh, trip that he's apparently taking from a parking lot <laughs> to go get a carne asada uh, sandwich or something, Damn. whatever that was salad um, so that helped he cut out yeah. the funnel cakes wow um here's an interesting wrinkle dylan was also eating his meals at six flags on the holidays <laughs> oh, no. dylan chowed down the play park seasonal entrees like the quote thanksgiving dog <laughs> which he says is a turkey dog topped with cranberry oh, no. sauce stuffing and a slather of mayo um this is an important uh just reminder that it's good to have friends because <laughs> friends can keep you honest and they can yeah. let you know when they're a bit worried about you uh we all know that our friend Dylan here would be like yeah he's in, he's into uh theme parks he really loves theme parks and then every time he comes back he's getting a bit bigger and bigger and you're kind of <laughs> wondering is it the roller coasters or is it the funnel cakes? <laughs> or is it these uh, chicken balls? Cheese, not your cheese, know they had balls. chicken balls, which was the meal he estimated he ate the most of. I got so sick of those chicken balls, he said. I'd estimate I got them around 150 times. And at five chicken balls per meal, that's around 750 chicken balls. I don't this know that guy, I could ever eat them again. This guy is crunching every single number he comes across, it seems. <laughs> yeah, this He's guy's got like it a all freak. charted out. So this is what happens when people take like engineering too seriously. Yeah. Don't take engineering too seriously. Uh, but it turns out that this story has a happy ending. Oh. Dylan not only found the limits of gastronomic uh, shame and <laughs> sadomasochism <laughs> at Six Flags, he also met his wife. Oh. Wonderful. Uh, a roller coaster. Dylan's wife, we met six years ago, who's as much of a roller coaster fanatic as he is a thrifty eater, has scaled back on a Six Flags feastings, dialing it down to a mere three or four lunches at the theme park per week. My wife moved in, and I stopped doing dinners and weekends, too, since she's not as big into roller coasters as I am, Dylan said. Uh, I thought she was a roller coaster fanatic. Fanatic. And I thought that you weren't into roller coasters. <laughs> exactly. You were actually into the food at the theme park. What the hell? <laughs> uh, he's not ready to fully kick his low-budget banqueting habit just yet, though. We just bought a house here, so I'm not really going anywhere. Dylan insisted. As long as they keep changing the menu, I'm happy. So it doesn't sound like this was actually like a decision based on thrift or like practicality. It sounds like he's actually just a damn freak. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and um, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, I think that uh, uh, if if I fa- if I was friends, Dylan's only friend, and he told me about this, uh, his only man, friend, by the way, is the guy who like is in charge of the line at like splash mountain yeah yeah i uh i per- personally speaking i would throw up uh six red flags about this because <laughs> this is absolutely insane dylan i i do not know why you're doing this uh 
I encourage you to to see a doctor immediately, potentially uh, go to a support group for people who uh, don't have friends or something. Who have weird problems, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I mean, who is to be... I I would like to talk to to that chef that John knows at Six Flags and uh, (laughs) take off his hat and just say, do you know what you're doing to people like Dylan? Um, well, I'm feeding he him. He I'm feeding doesn't. him every day. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, so Dylan, that's that's great. Yeah. But uh, we are we are definitely concerned. Um, we will be checking in on Dylan um, because he is having a colonoscopy, and we will be live streaming the yes. footage from inside of his colon inside. Yeah. Uh, on Twitch. That will be a little amusement park in there. I'm I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, a little loop de loop for sure. Turns, yeah. yeah. Hello. Okay. Well, uh, you know what I was just thinking too. I hope that it's not a case where he's a bit queasy on these rides because that's oh, oh boy. that could be. Anyway. All right. So, John, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. By the way, this is sponsored by Philip Morris and Six Flags today. Uh, don't forget to smoke, smoke, smoke your cigarettes and <laughs> go into and take them into Six Flags and smoke cigarettes on. The roller coasters at the front of the car at the front of the car (laughs) so everybody else can inhale that's called second hand third hand fourth hand six flags (laughs) smoking all right thanks john uh i've got a headline over here let me uh pull this up i'm over here at one of my favorite websites yeah, I'm probably at one of my favorite desks, John, uh, the beer desk. You know, I'm always working on the beer beat, looking chug, at chug, the, Chugging along on the beer beat. That's right. I'm looking at how it's going down, how it's going into our mouths, and how it's extending our lives. I'm on John's favorite website, brobible.com. Uh, not to be confused with the whole Bible, Bible. Uh, written, <laughs> written by uh, a bunch of bros, uh, ironically. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's irony, but um, we got a headline here. 106-year-old Pennsylvania woman attributes long life to beer nice. and then receives an epic gift from favorite brewery. <laughs> so this is like a feel-good story. This is a bit of a feel-good, kind of pump-you-up story. Yeah, although it looks like at the top here, this top he- uh, bullet point seems to be a bit of uh, information that's useful for the for the listener. At 106 years old, there is no better feeling than sitting back and popping the top of an ice-cold beer. Yeah, who so that's something that? to aspire to. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Is the writer also, is the writer <laughs> Grayson Weir also 106 years old? So, yeah. uh, oh, goes on to say, that is certainly the case, maybe a case of beer, uh, for <laughs> Margaret DeLulo. And now she won't run out. So let's figure out, do a little mental math here. 2001 minus 106 equals 1915. So this old old lady was born in 1915 all right yeah which, that is well before uh the iphone or internet was ever invented that was also before <laughs> that there was a uh drinking age limit yeah that's Absolutely. true uh yeah so yeah. she started young very yeah. young um and we're hoping to bring that back uh with john's <laughs> infant child who yeah, is um, a future yingling beer drinker uh, we are being sponsored by this story as well by Yingling Brewery. Yeah, this 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 story is sponsored by Yingling Brewery, uh, not available in Michigan for some reason. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we let, let, let's figure out what uh, uh, Margaret's story is. So Margaret Delulo turned 106 years old earlier this year and does not show signs of slowing down. I'm sure okay. there's a few indicators of, of <laughs> slowing down, but you know this is bro Bible, so. Okay, but they're so also the, referring to her beer drinking habits. They're like, maybe you've had too many, and she's like, I'm, I have no intention of slowing. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's also driving a car, and she's not slowing <laughs> she's down. She's not slowing down. Uh, okay, <laughs> the Pennsylvania native recently shared her secret to living a long life, and it's not what you might expect. This always happens. Well, they, they that, always yeah. front load these articles because they keep mentioning that they she attributes her long life to beer. And then later in the article, and they're like, and you won't believe what she 
says. Yeah, it's like the reason I clicked on this is because you told me she attributes it to beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So well, let's find out what it is. Specifically, she says, or somebody said about her, uh, her lager of choice is a balance of American six-row and two-row barley malt with choice cluster and cascade hops. A nice cold yingling. <laughs> <laughs> this article is written by like the by marketing mis- team at Mr. Yingling Mr. Yingling himself. Yeah. yeah. So... After Yingling got word of her love for their beer, they decided to send her a gift and delivered quite a few of the Pilsner-style brews to her home. The brewery pulled up to her driveway with, driveway with a literal truckload of beer and invited some of her closest friends. What? She has close friends. <laughs> and family <laughs> to enjoy a cold one with her. Her reaction to the familiar, delicious taste is one for which we are all familiar. Uh, She said, as she took a sip. What is this? This Also, uh, she took a sip is its own paragraph, and it's in bold. This was written by Margaret DeLulu herself, actually. (laughs) Yeah, with with her friends. So there's a photo here of Margaret DeLulu. And she is leaning on uh, many of these loggers. Uh, by the way, there's yeah. a pilsner in in the story. This is a logger. Um, hmm. uh, traditional so, logger. So we have a clip here of um, Margaret, I believe, saying "ah" after taking a sip. Let's let's see if we can uh, hear hear Margaret uh, enjoy this beer. Keep your keep your ears peeled. Here we go. Okay. There it was. Did you hear it? it sounded <laughs> like she was it. gargling something. Gar- gar- it sounded a bit gar- painful. Yeah. Um, so that was her last breath. <laughs> <laughs> so Margaret uh, DeLulo uh, has lived through the Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression, Civil Rights Movement, multiple wars, and now the COVID nineteen pandemic. And alcoholism. And yet, no matter <laughs> what life throws in her direction. Delulo sits back every night, pops a top, and enjoys a yingling. <laughs> it's the Whenever perfect end any... to a long day, and if she has truly had one beer a day since the day that she turned 21, she has had at least 31,025 beers in her lifetime. So um, the article's like, if she has truly had one beer a day, is that, does she claim to have had a beer a day since she turned It's 21? not clear. It doesn't Unsure. seem to be implied anywhere. So it's <laughs> just like a number. hypothetical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perhaps so, if she said also, that. Also, I like that like bro Bible is clearly too close to the story. They can't be objective. It's mm-hmm. the perfect end to a long day. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yingling beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They and put so in <laughs> Yingling yeah. on, on Twitter is uh saying raising our loggers to another one hundred seven years. Wait, how old is she? Wow. I thought it was hundred and six. So she's hundred and six, and so Yingling is giving this like incredibly kind of bad faith like false hope to this woman. <laughs> like she's gonna make it another hundred. Yeah, oh, another hundred and seven years, you're gonna be Dracula. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, we, we, we actually have some audio here of uh, Margaret and uh, the, the, I mean, we already heard her gargle the words, ah. So now uh, we're going to hear the truck, the yingling truck arriving to Margaret's house and Margaret's 109-year-old or whatever, 106-year-old reaction. Here, here we are. And this is from uh, Channel 69 WFMZ. Nice. It's a once in a century kind of birthday present. I drink Yingling's lager beer. Holy shit. She is <laughs> wow. She is smashed. I don't she think she's had, had a one few. brew she's a day. Yeah. Let's double that 31,000 number <laughs> by the sounds of it. I mean, Let's, it has to at least be yeah. two a day. Who has one? Yeah. Oh, I think it's more than two. Yeah. I think it's more than two. I'm sure. All right, let's let's let uh, Margaret fill us in here. <laughs> Soon to be 107-year-old Margaret Delillo says she attributes her longevity to drinking a Yingling a day. 69 News viewers knew this years ago when she turned 100. But I do think drinking a glass of Yingling beer every day helps. <laughs> 
Pottsville-based brewery also knew this, so it delivered an early birthday gift of nearly 500 cans of her favorite traditional lager. Wow, and, so, and she's, okay. uh, she's gone through 250 of them in the past. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's practically cleared out already. Yeah. To her uh, home in Spring Township with her family and friends by her side. There's five generations of her family. We have six generations in our family, and that's taken us almost 200 years. So. That's uh, Debbie Yingling speaking. Oh, there's a lot of similarities, but I think it's consumers and drinkers like her, which you don't see very often. That's why we're still making great beer. My prayers are answered. Sure. Lager is one part the of her scion, secret. The Yingling Scion speaks wow. out. So she prayed for beer, and then <laughs> and she a got this. <laughs> Yingling truck arrives with 250 cases. And yeah. so there was that clip of her at her 100th birthday party, which congratulations, uh, Margaret, yes. uh, for the Congrats. 100th. But at her 100th birthday party, she's already specifically name-dropping Yingling. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is, how long has Yingling been paying her or yeah. giving her beer? Yeah. Did it just start yesterday? That. Or, like, how much are they, you know, are they keeping her alive with kind of special medicine to... Yeah. Get, get, get the medicinal story beer. going. Yeah. Well, I see two options here with the story. Either A, um, the Yingling family has been like paying her as like an op, as a marketing tactic. Uh, or B, Yingling beer truly is the elixir of eternal life, and Pennsylvania is hoarding it. Yeah. That's why can't I get it in my town? Yeah. Yeah. Why not in Michigan? Do they not want the Michiganders to live forever as they do with, uh, with Margaret? Now, yeah. total aside, I've heard that the reason that you cannot buy Yingling in Michigan is because of an old feud between <laughs> the Yingling family and the Strohs family. Apparently, that's, hmm. that's old. So, if lore. Margaret, if we hear anything bad about Margaret in the next couple of years, we'll know who to look at, which would yeah. be Strohs. If she dies in the next yeah. few years, say, yeah, in the next uh, few years, then yeah. Strohs is certainly. If Margaret Delulo dies in the next few years, so she's 106 now. So let's say by 110, if she mysteriously passes, yeah. I think we need to take a hard look at the Strohs family's uh, mm -hmm. budget and expenditures. Yeah, I would love to uh, go out logs. to uh, Pennsylvania and crush a few or seven uh, Yinglings with uh, with Margaret. I think that would be one be really hell fun. of a night be giving uh piggyback rides to margaret and like uh you know throwing uh uh playing playing uh, uh horseshoes out in the backyard maybe uh uh i don't know i'm i'm not even gonna go okay so let's let's uh hear the rest of the uh the news clip here from margaret because i believe margaret fills us in on a few more indicators of how she stays so old the other is her faith. Margaret is a member of the Emanuel United Church of Christ in Shillington. It was actually her pastor who came up with the idea to bring Yingling to town. I've known Margaret for about 15 years now. And they want you to have a front row. There you go. There Megan you Higgins go. Says Margaret lights up the room every Sunday morning. Margaret comes with just a deep appreciation for life. And a wicked hangover. <laughs> and a recognition that um, faith brings comfort, faith brings strength. Beer is the word, is in the Bible. Don't tell you to drink it, but it's in. <laughs> a toast to Margaret, who will always be God first, beer second. Jim Vassell, <laughs> 69 News. Thank you, Jim. That was cool. I think uh, Margaret and I read the same Bible, bro Bible. And, uh, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, the beer word beer is, shows up in the bro Bible a lot. Yeah. She, she reads the bro Bible probably. So, uh, Margaret, God damn, you're, you're old as hell. Congratulations on making it another, uh, liver soaked year. And, uh, may you, uh, <laughs> take some, some, she, do you want, know she probably does those like, um, uh, hangover cure things that you, you hear on podcasts where they're like, use promo code, uh, Joe Rogan or whatever, and, and she's probably doubling down on those. That's how she can throw away nine beers a night. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, that is uh, that's spectacular. She does look very good for her age of 106, almost 107. Yingling is all over that. They're trying to brand this lady as her own. She has a, uh, a tramp stamp on her lower back that says Yingling on it. They put that on there. They branded her. And... Uh, that is just absolutely spectacular. Happy birthday, Margaret.
All right. So uh, as we exit uh, that little segment, we we uh, just got word. Now, this is late breaking news. Just happened today. You may be familiar with the website, Facebook, the Facebook.com. It's the a Facebook.net. It's a facemash.com. <laughs> yeah, it's a social networking website to uh, uh, connect with your uh, people you went to high school with mm-hmm. or um, uh, see who you had a crush on in, in sixth grade and how they uh, are in the military now. And, and have virtual um, sex, which they refer to as poking. And you can have. That's right. That's what that is. Uh, okay. So this is actually pretty interesting, guys, because this is a Blue Men Group exclusive. We get some, yeah, we uh, mentioned that um, uh, intrepid sounds. reporter Abby Fiscus was in the field, um, sc- you know, scooping out any late-breaking stories. And it seems this is this is fresh, brand-new news. Abby seemed to have been in the right place at the right time. Yes, absolutely. Um, and she's in the field, but not in the field that you'd expect, which would be kind of a, a cornfield or some kind of... A, <laughs> You know, sort of empty field, but she's actually in a virtual digital field um, in something that is now coming to be known as the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm still a little fuzzy on the details here. What is this metaverse? So we're going to invite, I don't want to say friend of the show, but a friend of Abby's, I guess, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Onto the show to explain to us what the metaverse is. And if I'm, I'm not mistaken, Abby is in the metaverse with Mark Zuckerberg. So, Mark, can you please explain to us what this is? So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like. Okay. Starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Yeah. Oh. Mark, what's going on? Mark, Mark, where did you go? Mark. Mark. <laughs> Imagine you put on your glasses oh, you or headset and you're instantly in your home space. Okay. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. I don't know. It kind of looks like a Kmart to me. It looks like, like nearly identical to the former... Uh, uh, store that was found all over the United States of America and Canada called Kmart. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Mark, sorry, here, I don't mean to interrupt you, Mark, but uh, yeah, let's let's let Mark keep going and and just kind of give us a little more color to uh, this this whole idea. Because we're in the home space, I'm not exactly sure what this means. Yeah, where do we go next? Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just Who, gotta find me? something to oh, wear. Sorry. So Mark, Mark is uh, answering a, a phone right, call on his wristwatch, and now he's customizing a digital avatar of himself. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space. So let's start by exploring. Oh. <laughs> okay, that was it. So, wow, Mark, thank you so much for going into deep, deep detail there uh, about the metaverse, which apparently yeah. is a place where you get to dress your digital avatar in clothes and then uh, hop into a digital chat room. Yeah. So uh, what we've done here with Abby Fiscus is now, now that Mark has told us all of this important stuff about the metaverse, she's gone and tried it out. A reporter in the field who has put on the VR goggles and who has gone uh, to uh, hitherto unexplored territories. Yeah. And um, so we're going to be airing uh, a little segment from her that she has uh, that she has recorded out in the metaverse. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like. Experiences could feel like. Experiences could feel like. Starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Okay, um, hi guys, let's see, hold on. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. 
has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. All right. Hi, guys. I'm about to be reporting live from a very special place. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> I will be entering a Kmart inside of the world of VR Chat. For those unfamiliar with VR Chat, it is a online free community where you can be anything you want to be and go anywhere you want to go. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. Alright, perfect. Oh, hey Mark. Hey, what's going on? Okay. Up, oh, I see some people over here. Hello. Hi. Can I speak to you for a second? Excuse me, frog. Can you come here for a second, please? I'm interviewing people for a news podcast. Do either of you speak? I'm on an Oculus. Yes. You cannot see this character. I can, can see a frog. I can see a frog. It's Don't move! This is a robbery! Don't move! This is a robbery! Excuse me, I'm trying to interview someone for a news podcast. I was wondering hey, if you could talk to me. Imagine being cringe. Imagine being cringe. Imagine being cringe. Wow. Hi, guys. Does anyone have a moment to speak with me? I'm with a news podcast. Oh. Oh, I'm the. I'm an employee here. I can go. Hi. You're an employee? Hi. So, what's your name? Oh, Foxy. Hi, Foxy. Oh, nice to meet you. So, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about this establishment and what you do here. Yes. Alright, so. Oh, nice. Now you're yeah, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Can all of you guys please be quiet hey, hey, for a shut second? The fuck up the street. Okay, I'll see ya. Oh, yeah, by the way, you can just block our music. Also, I will, I will, like, yeah, Do you want to maybe go down easy. here to a different aisle? Oh, yeah, just actually, no, just follow me. Yeah, follow me real quick. I'll follow you, yeah. I'm over here now. Thank you. Where'd it go? Thanks. Boxy, you're really fast. Boxy, can you please wait? Privacy and safety need to be built into the metaverse from day one. You will get to decide when you want to be with other people, when you want to block someone from appearing in your space, or when you want to take a break and teleport to a private bubble to be alone. The portrait studio, okay. So I'm heading to the portrait studio to interview an employee here named Boxy. There's boxes everywhere. The Kmart is in total disarray. You're going to be able to bring things from the physical world into the metaverse. Almost any type of media that can be represented digitally, photos, videos, art, music, movies, books, games, you name it. You know, lots of things that are physical today, like screens, will just be able to be holograms in the future. Boxy, are you in here? This is just Kmart. Yep. This, hey. That was just Kmart Press, where you see the mess, you know. It's basically normal here, having someone with playing or crash avatar. Either making uh -huh. a mess, you know. See, this is yeah. the Press version. So it's normally messy, you said? Yeah, normally messy in Express, but in Super K in our main door, it's really not that messy. We don't have that much trouble. Thank you. Okay. And how many people work at this place? This is what, so the Super, this is not the Super Kmart. Which Kmart is this? The Kmart Express? This is, yeah, this is the Quest version. Okay. And, you and then you want how many people actually work here? Yes. We have 160 associates. But I'm genuinely optimistic about work in the metaverse. We know from the last couple of years that a lot of people can effectively work from anywhere. Wow, okay. And what is your position here? I'm a certified trainer here. I train uh, new, new associates you know, who want to work here. Okay, cool. What do you think about the job? Do you enjoy it? Oh yeah, very much enjoy it. I like to you know, help out these new associates who really want their job here. Like, most recently I... Most recently... Little bit, sorry. Most oh, recently, okay. I just, uh, I recently trained, uh, three people for the electronics department. Really? Okay, so can you kind of give me a walkthrough of what the training is like? Oh, yeah, I know. For, like, in a cashier, I touch teaching Mary about the cashier and basic stuff I cannot say because 
it's for only Kmart purposes only. I can't. I understand. I'm gonna go into Discord. Are, uh, oh, are you? You must be. You must to apply. You must be. Yeah, I'm gonna apply. You're older. Fifteen. Mhm. Mm How yeah. old are you, sir? Okay, so I'm sitting next to Moxley six eight eight two sixty nine CE. Is that your name? It's actually Moxie. Moxie. Hi, Moxie. And how old are you? Um, can you give me a gun? Um, Carry guns around sorry. in this store. We don't yeah. carry guns in this store, but in our other two stores, we do. Yeah, screw it. You're 12, you're too young, so he's too young to work here. And you guys don't sell guns? Yeah. I see, well, okay. Store, in our main store, well, we have a good reason not to sell guns here. What is that? Children's out there. There is a lot of kids. Children's out there. Like Moxie, only 12 years old. Gun. I know, can't- Moxie, why do you- why do you want a gun? Can you tell the viewers at home why you want a gun? Moxie's currently flying um, in the to air. Commit to commit arson. You want to commit suicide? Why? No, arson. Arson? Can you want a flamethrower? Arson. What? Arson, I see. Okay. Okay, so what is one of the craziest things you've ever seen happen at this Kmart? Oh. You find a pleasant on YouTube. Uh, uh try to see stuff because some stuff is my get you demonic. No, this is gonna be on a podcast that we have a we have a nice amount of listeners. But... All right, so, so you know we oh, have wait, 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 we're gonna the podcast. Wait, excuse me, one second, Moxie. Can you continue your story, Foxy? All right, so there's a one. Okay, so fifteen children came in the store one day. Uh huh. And uh, they're all in a naked avatar. Are you serious? <laughs> I am not. I'm not joking. <laughs> like committing arson time. Was it like? Oh, oh. Wait, hey, oh my! Okay, a thousand boxes oh, just God, flew into no. the photo studio. I can't see anything now. No. This is my table. We have to exit the photo studio. Anna, All right. Please stop. We are doing that, please. Well, Foxy, before we I conclude know. our interview, is there anything else you want to say or anything you want to mention before I go and interview someone else? Ooh. All right, sure. So here yeah. at Kmart, no, we have we're a very nice community, and uh, we would really like you to join. Okay. And, no, he we're better than Walmart in every way. <laughs> Great. It's thank fun you. To work here, I, mean. I thank you so much for your time, and I really wish you all the best of luck. Okay, so where can I find your podcast? I'd like to actually hear hear it out. Search Blue Men Group. You can find us. How you spell that? B L U E space M E N space G R U. No, sorry, G R O U P. Blue Men Group. And it's on Apple Podcasts. Alright, thank you. Great, thank you so much and enjoy, have a great enjoy. day. Thank you for thank you for jumping at Kmart. Thank you, I will come again. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Wow. Abby, that is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your report from wow. Mark Zuckerberg's brand new metaverse. It sounds pretty incredible. It sounds as though a lot is happening. Uh, a, a lot, lot of connections of happening. <laughs> uh, sounds quite chaotic, but you know what? This is a new frontier, so that's to be expected a bit. Exactly, John. John knows all about this. John's an early adopter, and uh, I just think that it's incredible that one of our reporters, Abby Fiscus, was able to get into mark zuckerberg's metaverse uh mm -hmm. seemingly before anyone else except, except for, for those the few people that they were yeah that she was yeah but i mean it's it's early stages it's kind of a vip space at the moment but as you can see from abby's report it seems to be working pretty smooth and yeah. um it's a place where you can meet people have kind of um complex conversations and uh really get to know someone develop intimacy yeah. i would say Mm, I love that. I love. I love that. That. So this episode is brought to you by uh, Philip Morris Yingling and, uh, and Facebook, Six but Facebook now known as Meta. Meta. Yeah. Not to be confused with 
feta, the cheese from Greece. All right, everybody, let's move along. Thank you very much, Abby. Uh, We're looking forward to your report next week. Uh, Who knows where Abby will be? Where Where in the world world is is Abby Abby Viscus? All right, everybody, let's uh, move along to our last segment before the last one. It's kind of like an encore, you know, like the last one. We don't actually count as the last one, but then this counts as the last one. And everybody claps, mm-hmm. then we actually do the last one. So got a headline here. Uh, John, it looks like uh, this is a this is from your desk. It's got your initials on it. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of also like smudged fingerprints. I was eating... Um, I was eating candy, and there's a lot of candy on the desk and on the story. Yeah. Um, I'll read the headline here. It says, Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are legally people, U.S. court rules. Mm-hmm. What? Now, I don't know what kind of court this is. Basketball court? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is Sounds uh, like a kangaroo court. That, John, sounds like a hippo court. So, uh, some 100 hippos... Okay. Yeah. First off, let's let's. What is a hippopotamus? Okay. Yeah, wait, Close your eyes. Hippopotamus. Think about a hip, hippopotamus. As a, I once heard somebody. Basically, say. it's a giant aqueous pig. Yeah. Massive. Big and chunky. Yeah. They're very huge. big. They kill a lot of people. I think they're the too. deadliest animals in the metaverse. And Absolutely. now, they have a personhood status. A U.S. federal judge granted interested person status to the descendants. Of not just not any hippo, but the descendants of Pablo Escobar's hippos in Colombia, and there's and what is said to be them. the first time the American judicial system has recognized the legal personhood of a non-human. Now I'm confused because, from what I understand, Colombia is not in the United States. Yeah, and hippos <laughs> aren't people. <laughs> but in this new strange time we live in, things seem to be upside down and all askew. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah, and so we're just rolling with it here. But <laughs> yeah. one, my my issue uh, right off the no. bat is I don't like the direction that things are going because <laughs> before this ruling, the hippo was was below humans, yes. and now with the ruling, hippos are sort of on par with humans. Mm-hmm. Yes. From here, we can only go to a place where the hippopotamuses rule over us. True, and um, I can see it's only exactly one more how step. we could get to that step. Yeah, it seems to be almost imminent now. Uh, because not only are the hippos now uh, legally equal with us, but they're much bigger and faster and stronger. Yeah. Is it so if you get into a fight with a hippo, it's not like there's, the police don't take a oh, side. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't, uh, they right. can't, uh, you know, they can't do anything about it now. They have to just let the right. fight. It's like in hockey. Out. They just have to let it happen because let, that's the let rules. them fight it out. Them's the rules. Yep. Uh, so, and you know, so if you find yourself squaring down with a hippo, you may think like, "Oh, I'm being like, you know, mauled by a wild beast." Not true. Actually, you're going mano y mano because uh, now it's legally, uh, yeah, the legal classification. Yeah, of the kind of fight so, you can have. So here it says uh, Pablo Escobar smuggled several hippos onto his estate in the 1980s. But their wild offspring now roam the wetlands north of Bogota, having become the largest invasive species on the planet. That is largest, as in they're the biggest. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they weigh the most. Uh, Most rotund invasive species on the planet. (laughs) So, Colombia has considered culling them, (laughs) but Luis Domingo Gomez Maldonado, an animals' rights lawyer, filed a lawsuit in that country in July 2020, seeking to prevent them from being killed. And then Colombian authorities have since said that they will instead sterilize the herd with a chemical contraceptive called Gonacon that was developed by the U.S. <laughs> Agriculture Department. Gonacon? They're going to destroy their gonads with a chemical? Yeah. It's inter- I actually got a Gonacon uh, uh, vaccine by accident. And I went to go get the uh, <laughs> Pfizer thing. Uh-huh. And uh, how are I, your gonads? I can no longer make hippos. Let's just say. <laughs> uh oh. Um, okay. So the United States has donated dozens of doses to the ca- of the chemical currently used to sterilize animals such as horses and deer to Colombia. Now, Gomez's Colombia lawsuit is seeking to have the cocaine hippos treated with another contraceptive. 
Condoms. Now, uh, one that has already been used on other species, Gonicon, has not been tested for hippo sterilization. That's a difficult test to do. That is. Uh, Absolutely. Just because they're huge? That's, because they're that's so why. big and dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So I and still they... don't understand what the U.S. government has to do with this. I'm also struggling to understand that because apparently the Animal Legal Defense Fund, which sought the interested person's designation for the cocaine hippos, called the ruling by a judge in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio a critical milestone. So I don't know where Ohio apparently has annexed Columbia. Yeah, Mm, how can they just call some... We've got like an animal lawyer in Columbia just saying like, yo, you can't do this. And then the U.S. is like, please take our poison. And then uh, the Colombians are saying no. I I do not... uh, Here's my theory. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Escobar was prosecuted in Ohio mm. or in the district of in that district in Ohio, mm. and thus all of his property became seized by the U.S. government, mm. and they're now somehow legally responsible. Yeah, we're we're everybody's familiar with the uh, that that famous six years that Pablo Escobar sent, spent uh, playing for the Cincinnati Bengals in uh, the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. Well, that's how they got him. It wasn't because he was smuggling drugs or uh, had any sort of like violent crimes happening. But while he was in the Southern District, he made a couple of clerical errors because English was not his first language. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what they nailed him on because it wasn't an, it wasn't a federal crime or a federal prosecution. Yeah. It so was Southern Ohio. Yeah. So it says here, then, legal experts yeah. note that the U.S. court order has no direct effect in Colombia and remains to be <laughs> oh. seen what influence the rulings <laughs> might have. Okay. So <laughs> maybe we were wrong about a few of this. <laughs> Yeah, so. Hypotheses. Sorry <laughs> sort of, uh, to stomp on you like a like a angry, like hippo. an enraged hippo. Yeah, uh, we're almost Gomez. never wrong here on, at Blue Men Group, but sometimes that rare time we are wrong, and uh, in this moment we apologize. Yeah, we'll but we it. were rhyming with the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Absolutely. Just, yeah. So uh, Gomez, the Colombian lawyer, has praised his country's jurisprudential attitude towards animals. I praise that. That shit is too. a fine jurisprudential attitude. I've been, I agree. T- I've been yeah. saying that for a while. Uh, Colombian courts characterize them as sentient beings entitled to some rights, wrote legal academic Macarena Montes Frenchinini in the Journal of Animal Ethics. So that's cool. Her name is Macarena, famous dance. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the method. Journal of Animal Ethics, I will be guest editing next month. You should be excited about that. I've got some uh, really cool things about animal voting uh, yeah. and stuff the like that. The implications now of what uh, legal personhood being granted to hippos entails. Now, I know that there's at least one uh, senator who's or U.S. representative who is not happy about this ruling. And that is? I'm looking up his name right now. Remember when we did the story about the animal-human hybrids? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. The chimeras. chimeras. Yes, the issue Chimera of the chimeras. Um, yeah. So I can only so, assume that this basically, I mean, you know, if you're afraid that animal-human chimeras are going to be uh, granted personhood and it's going to w- muddy the waters of what personhood looks like legally, then you can only be quaking in your boots and your pith yeah. helmet. Because, buddy, the, the waters are already muddy. Yeah. <laughs> buddy, the waters. Okay, I like that. Uh, that's cool. I like this. Uh, for those of you in uh, Europe, uh, I, I do know that Nether- the Netherlands, the Dutch, have a uh, political party about animal rights. So that is some – and they, they get they get a few uh, paws in their – they get their paws in the government too. So that's – that's pretty cool, and and who knows? These hippos could be running for office uh, very soon, or they could be running you over to kill you <laughs> while you're uh, trying to herd them. Because let me tell you, these are some hungry, hungry hippos. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sir Pablo Escobar, uh, for your drug trafficking all throughout the 1980s. Really helped out the culture, and... Uh, yeah, it seems as though the hippos are gaining power down the in The hippos Columbia. are coming home to roost. Yeah. So as we uh, are coming to an end here, that was the, the human, human hippo, hippo of the of week. week.
As we're coming to an end here, we like to take a look at our numbers as we're doing this for almost one year. This is the uh, eve of um, the episode. No, I'm just seeing the dashboard and it's not looking good. So uh, <laughs> we're uh, just coming back to this. We did get to the 6,700 milestone that I called for two episodes ago. We're at 6,732 all-time downloads. We're down 18% in the past, past Damn, 14 Damn, the days. trend on this uh, x-axis looks like a freaking Six Flags roller coaster. It does, actually. That is very true. Uh, Absolutely. Keep Dylan away. Dylan from California, who is going to eat this up. Many um, highs and lows, though we seem to be coming up out of a trough. That's up, right. Because as another, you know, when you're riding a roller coaster, you go up the big thing, you do the loop-de-loop, and then you come back down almost to the ground, and you're like, oh, I guess the ride's over. And then just before you nope. know it, it starts rocketing back up. Rocketing and then back up to heights previously piece. unexperienced. Exactly. And so, so I anticipate next week our numbers to be just mammoth. I do too. Next week listener, is, yeah, next week is going to be our one-year anniversary episode. I have a feeling there's going to be big fireworks. I have a feeling there's going to be lots to say. What do you uh, mean you have a feeling? Ron, you were in charge of the, uh, the budget of our... 52 week one year anniversary party yeah i know and i i spent it all on fireworks wrong oh okay oh okay good so i was nervous that you uh forgot and uh you just were hoping that one of us had planned instead nope not i've I've definitely planned everything okay well good i'm excited for next week then yeah Yeah, everything too everything's planned and the catering Hmm? the catering what about it is it? Did you cut? Did you get it organized? Yeah, it's fireworks. It's gonna be awesome. There's. It's. Uh, all right. All right. It's gonna okay. be. Uh, well, if you insist. No, I mean. The fireworks budget was uh, big, but. <laughs> I didn't think about catering. Well, but so. anyway, fear not, listeners. We uh, we will be rocketing back up. We will be continuing for another year. It is already. Um, it's all settled. The paperwork has been filled out, mm-hmm. so uh, we're moving forward. People that wonder uh, how this podcast can continue to go as long as it has. What, how we attribute the success of and our longevity to with so and, uh, few listeners, much like too. Yingling Beer, yeah. doing one episode a week. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred and six year span of this mm-hmm. podcast. Absolutely, yeah. We will be continuing for another 105 years at the very least. At the very least. So thank you very much for listening. We love you very much. Looking forward to the whole budget being spent on fireworks next week. And uh, I encourage you to bring your own food um, because uh, the catering will be good. So we will be listening to you next week. all right, guys. See you later. I'm, okay. I'm really freaking out about the catering now. Um, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.